The federal government warned last week that Parliament wouldn't rise until all of the government's immigration laws passed both houses. And that's why what we're seeing unfold today. In the wake of the High Court ruling that indefinite immigration detention is unlawful, the government is trying to rush through the lower house legislation that could see some former immigration detainees locked up again. The federal immigration minister, Andrew Giles, says the bill would give courts the power to re-detain those with serious criminal convictions at risk of reoffending. This proposed preventative detention regime would allow for a court to detain the worst of the worst offenders. And in anticipation of this, I've already begun engaging with state and territory colleagues, as well as other preparations to ensure that we are ready to go to do everything possible to keep the community safe. Joining me now is Kylie Tink, the independent member for North Sydney. Welcome to you. Hi, Andy. How's the government looking at over all this, do you think? What's your reaction to the news today that a fourth detainee has now been arrested? Look, I think that there's a number of things at play here. So the first is... We need to be really clear, the Australian government did not have an option to continue to detain the people that it released. And that's because the government needs to recognise that when the High Court of Australia makes a ruling, it is the government's first job to ensure that it is, it is itself obeying the laws. Did, so, did the government have a law ready to go in case to, to, to breach the gap? It doesn't seem, no, it does not appear to have been the case that the government was ready for so the outcome. Isn't that a problem, don't you think? Oh, look, I think that there is no doubt that our immigration system in Australia is something that governments have been either working to maintain or should have been prepared to see be pulled apart for many years now. You know, the truth of the matter is that arbitrary indefinite detention is unique in the world as an Australian regime. It's uniquely cruel and it contradicts not only our own Australian human rights, but it contradicts international human rights. So I think it's not just this government that should have been prepared for this High Court ruling. Every government for the last 30 years, Andy, should have arguably been prepared for it. So, you know, in this case, this government was was caught off guard. We've heard them tell us that they expected to win and they didn't. To be really clear, I think every Australian should be really grateful that finally the High Court has intervened because while our government has chosen to use this sort of legislation to punish those who have sought refuge in Australia, once a piece of legislation like that goes through the House, it's a very slippery slope for it to then go from being something that's used to control them to actually be something that's turned on its head to control us. So I think the whole process in the last three or four weeks has just been um, completely unacceptable and not up to the standards that the Australian public have every right to expect. Any piece of law that deals with human rights matters is perhaps some of the most important law in our land. And it's imperative that laws like that are given proper scrutiny and are given time to be, you know, reviewed by people who know far more than you and me, Andy. And that's not happened in this process. And that's why we see a legislation that, you know, is rushed through. Four days later, we get told, oopsie, there's bits we missed. We now we need to amend it. Four days later, we're being told again, oopsie, there's more pieces we need to amend. It's just bad law. It's a bad lawmaking process and we should be doing better than this. You and the other TLMPs uh, talk a lot about transparency and I want to note the Immigration Minister, the Home Affairs Minister and the Attorney General held a press conference today. Several times they were asked why they haven't released the types of offenders among the released cohort, uh, nor is there a breakdown of how many of these released detainees are in each state or territory. I mean, these surely be, must be some of the questions you and the crossbench must have. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And in fact, because I think it does a disservice to this entire argument, at the moment what we're being told as Australians is we need to be frightened of all of these people, that these people are the worst of the worst. Yet I have it on very good authority that there are a number of people that are being caught up in this that have not committed heinous crimes. There's one person who I believe has been caught up in this who actually the crime they committed was... um, accidentally injuring an emergency worker as that emergency worker stepped in to try and stop them from taking their own lives. So I I actually, at driving down to Canberra this afternoon, literally in my head is the question to the minister, just tell us about who these people are. Don't give us their names. We don't want to know their names. We don't want to know their ages. We don't even need to know where they came from. But I think there should be a transparent accounting to the Australian public of who these people are, why our government chose to hold them indefinitely in the first place, so that we can have a better understanding of how heinous these crimes are or how heinous they are not. Because, you know, I think that the the risk here is that we are producing a law, this government is producing a law to deal with the worst of the worst. That's what they're telling us. But if we created all of our laws that way, none of us would be driving, none of us would be able to um, go out on a skateboard because we'd be preparing for the people who abuse those things, not the people who generally live their lives as law-abiding citizens. You say the government's producing this law to deal with the worst of the worst. I mean, is it fair to say the government is responding to very, very applied pressure from the opposition? I mean, is the opposition effectively lawmaking in this sense? Look, I think the way the opposition has handled this whole scenario is um, very, very problematic. And I think it shows their absolute determination to destroying what is essentially often the moral fibre of our society. You know, to to use um, a high court ruling in this way to drive fear and division across our community is not in the best interests of our society. And yes, you know, I think the Labor government was returned to power only two years ago because Australians are sick of this type of politics. You know, we don't want to be caught in an environment where it's the two parties slinging at each other. And yet here we are at a time when we should be focused on cost of living relief, on a time when we should be focused on are our emergency services ready to deal with the climate crises that we're about to face. We're being recalled urgently to Canberra to pass amendments to human rights laws that arguably are going to continue to contravene international human rights laws. It just, it makes no sense to me. And I really just wish we could move as a country towards a place and space where our government was governing for the long term and creating confidence for all of us by leading us in a way which is to do so confidently. During today's press conference, a journalist asked if the government should apologise to those in the community who had been subjected to uh, misdeeds by some of these released detainees. This is how Attorney-General Dreyfus responded. Take a listen. I will not be apologising for upholding the law. I will not be apologising for pursuing the rule of law. And I will not be apologising for acting... Do not interrupt. I will not be apologising for acting... I will not be apologising for acting in accordance with a High Court decision. Your question is an absurd one. The Attorney-General there, apologies aside, uh, Kylie Tink, do you, how do you think the federal government has handled this? Today was their second only press conference since this ruling. Isn't the public entitled to know more about who these individuals are and whether the government actually has a plan? 
Look, I think transparency and accountability should be two of the pillars of any government, um, and particularly here in Australia. You know, we're we're trying to turn our society back around into a position where all Australians feel they can they can trust our government and have confidence in our government. I think what we just heard the Attorney General say is true in and of the fact that the government has followed a High Court ruling, and I come again to that point. All Australians should be very grateful that we have a government that is prepared to follow the law. You know, we don't want a government who's prepared to ride roughshod over the law. So I actually, I commend the Australian government for taking the High Court ruling and moving on it quickly to make sure that they were following the law. I just think from that point in time now to now, um, it's become a circus. And, you know, a large part of that is because of the way that the opposition has chose to politicise this. Um, I think it has been a case that you know, we can't say anything other than the fact that the government has been caught on the run trying to produce legislation in the absence of information. And there is part of me that really wishes that our government had simply gone, we have taken the steps we need to take to stay true to the law. The other thing, Andy, people need to know is that we do have state and territory laws that enable these people to have been recaptured but if do we they need were a identified law? as high risk. Well, this is where I think the real question is. I don't know that we do. I've not spoken to a constitutional lawyer or anyone who currently works in this space that says this federal law is required. The state and territory laws that are already in place would enable the state and territories that have these people, these high-risk people that we're meant to be frightened of, would already be being monitored by the state and territories that they've been placed into because that's the way our everyday law works. So, you know, in this instance, I feel like it has become a bit of a political circus. And um, I think, you know, as Australians, we do have a right to have an understanding about what's really going on with this cohort of people. And I'm really looking forward to our government taking back control as we come out this year and into the new year, because Mm. I don't think it does any of us any good when the opposition is running the um, agenda. We'll have to leave it there. Kylie Tink is the independent member for North Sydney. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Andy.